The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Welcome to another episode of the Mr. Nelson Show. This will be episode 117. Well, for this particular episode, uh, I have some old pals coming in to help me out with this uh, episode. So, uh, Joe Conti, of course, has been on the show before, and his good pal, Kenny Michaels, who, by a staggering coincidence, are also the hosts of the show called Conti and Kenny. I mean, what are the odds? But yes, it's true. Welcome to the Nelson Show, gentlemen. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. How you doing, Douglas? Yeah. How you doing, Douglas? Can you be more creepy? How are you, Dougie? How are you? So what are you wearing? I'm wearing uh, basically a mask of your you mask. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know they made those. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, yeah, uh, available now for Christmas. It's not too late. The Doug Nelson mask. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everyone should have one. It'll definitely get you a no when you ask a girl for a date. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, the Conti and Kenny show had a, a a bit of a hiatus for a while there because what uh, NPN Studios was having trouble. Yeah, he was. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly what it was. He said something about the plumbing. I don't know if it was just a a crude joke saying that we're just a shit show <laughs> or what. But uh, yeah, there was two weeks where we couldn't do a show, and uh, we're the only two people on the planet that do a. You know, internet show slash podcast that can't do one by ourselves if if we didn't have this studio spoon feeding us uh, everything that we have to do. You know, we've been doing this show since 2005 and we still don't know how many actual downloads we get. That's how pathetic we are when it comes to technology. Wow. Well, uh, you know, uh, little by little, you'll probably figure it out. Of course, I could yes. care less. <laughs> I just go there on Mondays and talk to my pal and get crazy. Yeah. And if people yeah. like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. And who, who gives a crap? Well, there's a, a enterprising attitude. You'll go far with that. <laughs> I think that's why we've been doing this so long and uh, made no money doing it. That could be, yeah, 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 yeah. We got to have some more passion and ambition. We we have the passion for the two hours that we do the show, but then once it's right. over, then you know we don't really talk to each other outside of it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not because we don't get along, but it, it's we actually do. But you know, Kenny is kind of an oddball, and uh, you know, trying to get Kenny, you know. It, if, if you live a nocturnal life, then you could probably be in touch with Kenny. But, you know, at four o'clock in the morning, he's texting me like, hey, dude, uh, I got this new Stooges DVD. Like it's three o'clock in the afternoon. That's what Kenny. <laughs> it's basically some some nights um, the, the sun rises and I'm like, oh, Jojo's going to be up. Let me tell him about this, you know, uh, um, T-shirt that I just bought. You know, yeah. like an Abbott and Costello T-shirt, at, you know, because I know he's going to work. 
So I'm like, let me call him up and see what his thoughts are. Yeah, so it's five in the morning, and you know, and I'm going to my little, you know, my little day job, and uh, he's like, you know, just coming in from wherever, like a dude coming in from a club, but just got laid and drinking. He's like, hey, dude, I just got like, yeah, what's going on? You know, my eyes. Yeah, there's, there's been times where I'm out on the deck, uh, on my deck, and. I'll call him up and I'm like, dude, I just saw two fucking deers banging. Can you believe that? And he's like, I'm working, dude. And I can hear him like rustling around inside an office, you know. It's all right. He's up. So you paid for it, pal. You know. Yeah. Being well, my, Joe, you got to. It's being my friend. You signed up for it. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, that was in the fine print, Joe. You should have you should have paid attention. I to just, always bring your lawyer. I just didn't think I, I signed up for twelve years of this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that just means you're his special friend, and he wants to share with you these important little events in life. That's like a religious experience for him, seeing two deer fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the only two people that are up at that time is my mother or him. And when I'm done talking to my mother, I'm like, I'll call Joe. Yeah, you don't really want to talk to your mom about deer fucking, I don't suppose. You'd be surprised where it comes from. Oh, (laughs) okay. Well, yeah, there is that uh, explanation Genetic it. There's a genetic deposition, whatever it is, whatever that D word is. It's a deposition, which will probably be in front of uh, for the (laughs) 14-year-old girl thing. To to explain yourself. Uh, Deposition. What are you doing watching two... Uh, deer's fuck while trying to talk to a 15 year old he was taking notes <laughs> no I, I actually doug we we talked about it on on the show on monday and um when i go out i, I don't smoke in the house i i do smoke cigarettes sure uh, i know that's oh. I, I know that's i know that's uh passe for this type of millennial uh thing but i still do but i was out in, on the deck and um it was like four or five o'clock in the morning and i saw a, a buck you know, like a six-pointed buck or whatever, and he was humping a bench on the baseball field. And I was like, I just want someone to share this with. That yeah. was the only thought. I had no one to talk to. I had no one to share it with. It's almost as cool as seeing a UFO or something, you know? Well, I, I wait for those. I wait for them to come pick me up. I look. I stare yeah. up at the stars. <laughs> I'm big into cosmetology. Well, yes. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. You see never I, know. You, you I, might there, see what I did. Yeah, apparently I'm doing a radio show with the alcoholic Archie Bunker. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the one of the cool things about uh, Kenny Michaels, if you're you're thinking about becoming a serial rapist or killer or both, uh, uh, Kenny Michaels uh, has lots of helpful tips that you might want to consider uh, if you want to have a long career. Because uh, Kenny can always come up with the ideas of what to do about uh, how to get rid of uh, bodies and all that sort of thing. Well, it all yeah, started I, when Kenny Kenny said one night that um, rapists make great problem solvers. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, I, and I actually I still don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> well, I, I also said um, it was a, um, a what was it for? It was a playbook for success. Um, there's certain things I, I know certain things of how to uh, perform a rape and then to um, and then to finish everything else off. <laughs> OK, yeah, well, 
Yeah, you know, because uh, uh, if you ever watch any uh, like uh, the Discovery Channel shows and stuff like that, it'll show you how with that the crimes were committed, how the cops catch them, and all that sort of thing. But one thing that strikes me is like besides the obvious uh, moral problems with rape, uh, it's also a lot of work. And boy, that's uh, that's just I, not for me. The, the the reason why I said that um, the serial killers or serial rapists are great problem solvers is there's a lot of planning that goes on that's involved. Right, right. You have to understand the planning that is involved. You can't just go there and go, oh, there's some woman at the bus stop, grab her in the car. No, because she's going to be kicking and fighting, yelling, biting. You can't do that. You have to plan out your your specific things, and even to the point where when you're actually at the point of um, trying to uh, rape someone, man or woman, whichever is a preference, you have to understand that if you're on top of them, you can you have to be able to be heavier than them, and you and you can hold them down. And then what you do is between your big toe and your middle toe is that you put those on right where their ankles are, and you put all your weight down on there, almost like a track star, and wow. then they can't kick, and then you go. Right about huh. this point is where the um, <laughs> the prosecuting attorney will hit the stop button on the recorder in yeah. court. <laughs> and then it'll go into a little bag that'll say evidence A. <laughs> <laughs> Therapist Kenny Michaels explains in gratuitous detail. <laughs> I've never him. done it, but I know how to do it. I've never yeah. done it, but I know how to do it. It's, yeah. it's, um, yeah, but it takes a lot of planning. And remember when you're a serial, when you're a serial, yeah, when you're a serial. In the caveman days, you just beat him over the head. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You would just take like, you know, a brontosaurus thigh bone and smash him (laughs) and have their way with him. You know, like Fred Flintstone used to do to uh, uh, Wilma. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, that's the first signs of domestic violence. Um, <laughs> at least, Doug, you'll be able to come up to New York for the fucking trial when they uh, subpoena you. I know. Yeah, yeah I'm going to have to go. Yeah. For this. Uh, hey, listen, um, <laughs> there, there's a lot of head coaches in football that never played football, but they know how to run the game. You oh, know, that's a great Think analogy. That's a great Think analogy. That. Yeah. A head yeah, coach. Yeah. Just because he never played football can coach guys. Just because you you claim to not be a rapist doesn't mean you don't know exactly how to killer. or a serial killer how to plan it all out exactly. All right, well, be sure to run that by your uh, defense counsel, Kenny. Uh, hey, try this. The, the, the only the only problem I have is being around other serial killers because they, they don't think I was in the game. You know, they they don't respect my knowledge. Because I didn't right. play. Right, you're, you're, you're just you know? an armchair serial killer. You're not the real deal. So they're, you know, they're, you know, it's like, who's this guy? He's just all talk. Kenny's a backseat rapist. That's what he is. <laughs> he sits there while the real serial killer's going at it, and he's, no, 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 no you, you got to use your toes. Look oh. at track star. No, no, no. I, and I'll tell you exactly. I, my, I would actually go. Well, here's a guy who knows how to rape. Because every analyst goes, here's a guy. Everything starts off with, here's a guy. It's like Kenny's reality show where he's in it. Now, look at here what Ted's doing. Yeah, he's going to get the chalk mark and, you know, and, and do it right on the screen. You know, like show where in the parking lot he actually hits the girl over the head with a bat. <laughs> well, to be honest, depending on your time and depending on your future, um, anyone can become a serial killer. It's it's kind of it's more simple than you think. 
Uh, unless oh, well, you want to get caught comforting. or you don't want to get caught. Like, you know, the Zodiac killer never got caught because he died, supposedly. Um, but uh, the, the Night Star, Robert Ramirez, um, yeah. whatever his name was, and uh, Ted Bundy and Berkowitz and all stuff, they they, they left, uh, they didn't tie all their uh, loose ends, you know? Right. Because right. they wanted to get caught. But you can be a serial killer if you wanted to. It's pretty simple. Well, plus the te- the forensic technology keeps increasing. So there's things back then they didn't think of. Absolutely. Whereas today, yeah. just about everything about you is left behind wherever you go. Sure. Once you start, you can't go back. So, you know, there's no, no like, oh, let me just be a serial killer for like three weeks. And <laughs> yeah. you can't go back because it's, it's out there now. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Sperm. Oh, that was just some phase I went through one summer. <laughs> and he's the inspirational speaker for wannabe serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen to me closely, ladies and gentlemen. Once you start, it never ends. Just want to give you that one. <laughs> 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 Kenny Michaels serial killing course. It's yes. basically Come like, on, everyone. If you can bill it, you can kill it. All right. <laughs> if, if, if you want, if you want to be uh, an amateur serial killer, it's basically <laughs> like stealing a, a, a ferry boat that you've never oh. driven before. So once you get it started and you put the gear, you know, you you keep you don't know how to stop it, and it's just going to smash into something. So you're right. basically once you start. That's it, and then, then it's done. But uh, yeah, well, I guess once you've knocked her out and shoved her in the trunk, you, you're pretty much might as well commit to it. So, Doug, the question is, who's the <laughs> who's the bigger lunatic, Kenny, for for what he's talking about, or me for doing radio for with this fucking moron for this long? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's a it's a good thing you're around Joe to keep him contained. <laughs> it's really sad when I'm like, you know, the quote, you know, reasonable person. Voice of reason. Yeah, you know, yeah. This yeah, is a person who yeah. lost a car in a poker game when I was 23 years old. <laughs> <laughs> so how am I the reasonable fucking one? Yeah. Well, uh, well, you meet interesting people there, Joe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, lots of them. Uh, well, on uh, this week's show, uh, you guys came across the story of a woman who apparently has been having a relationship, uh, an intimate relationship with a ghost. Yes. And this has made the rounds. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, of course, everyone comes to the same gag of uh, <laughs> she's just a complete idiot and <laughs> some guy is snuck into her house. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm a ghost. Yeah, yeah. She's banging a clansman. She thinks she's fucking a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, boy, uh, where do these people come? Well, that was in England, I think. But uh, yes, yeah, yeah, it was in yeah. England. Yeah. She seemed really pleased about it, though. Like she had really found her first love. Uh, you know, Doug, Doug, uh, the, the look on her face when you see the interview on that on that on that talk show. Um, yeah. she really was enthralled in love, you know, it was like, yeah. um, and I kind of, I kind of, uh, I got attracted to her because of her passion <laughs> of the way she was speaking of it, yeah, you know, the ecstasy in her face. Yeah. 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 She, she was completely not like, you know, uh, if you, if you saw her in any other situation, you'd be like this, this woman's got her wits about her. She's fine. <laughs> you know, everything, because she was just explaining it. Like if it was an actual real thing, whether it is or not. I don't know. I have not been um, 
You do um, know. It's not. So do I. <laughs> it's right, not. We you're, all know. You're witnessing some kind of psychosis when you're watching this. <laughs> I, I mean, there's the question. You know, I was giving her the benefit happened? of the doubt. Uh, yeah. Well, she, she she used to be in a relationship with someone like not unlike Kenny Kenny here, and uh, it's left her quite damaged. <laughs> and so now uh, she's invented an imaginary lover. Yeah, it's pretty much like the little kid who invents. Do you know what she is? She's Jam Brady and fucking right. yeah, and ah, fucking uh, what's ah, his name? Glass George Glass. She's taking it to the next level. Yeah, exactly. And she and uh, what's his name? Charles Glass. George Glass. Are, are, yeah, George Glass. Yes. Right. Yeah. Well George done. Glass right. Is pounding her ass. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it really is odd that that someone can uh, you know manifest some sort of a thing. You know, it's basically like you know now there's going to be people just hanging behind doors going. Boogie, boogie, boogie. And they're like, oh, it's a ghost. No, it's not. It's Ralph from next door in a sheet. (laughs) Yeah, how many guys are going to be hanging around her in sheets now? Yeah. Ooh. I'm horny. Ooh. Scooby snacks. Scooby snacks. Make you happy. Ooh. Yeah, she's fucking the hologram of Tupac, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, sweet tits! I got the mystery machine outside. You want to go take a ride? Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I got metal arc lemon and fucking. <laughs> oh God! Let's go. Uh, yes, it's the uh, the spirit of Kwanzaa past. <laughs> I tell you one thing, though. I tell you one thing. If if I was a ghost, if I whenever I die. If I have the ability to come back and meddle around, meddle around with all you dumb kids, I would have got away with it if you weren't meddling around. Uh, meddling kids. Reference. Yeah, you, you meddling kids. Not um, middling around. Middling is what you do middling. in stand-up, Kenny. <laughs> meddling, 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 yeah. Middling, meddling, it's the same thing. I'm in between shit and disaster, so it's right in the middle. But you, so you're telling me this. This is the logic with the with if you believe, not you, Kenny, obviously, but if somebody believes that this woman actually had sex with a ghost, are you telling me since the beginning of human existence, there's only been one ghost that has been able to cross over to actually have sex? I mean, dude, there would fucking. Can you imagine Jack the Ripper would be fucking just having sex with all of these women? His ghost would. Yeah. Well, maybe it's the ghost of Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah, he finally <laughs> one that finally breaks through. You know, like all the other ones have been trying, and they just ah uh, yeah. can't. Finally got twenty. Yeah, but Wilt, Wilt Chamberlain was seven four. So when he comes out of the closet, he looks like the fucking alien from the uh, Close Encounters, the Q-tip yeah. alien looking thing. Because yes. he's bones. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> no. No, not good. Okay, <laughs> move on. We're still dealing with ghost fuckers. Uh. <laughs> But it really is like uh, if I was a ghost and uh, you figure um, I, I've always had this idea of I, I, I believe in God and a higher power. Um, yeah. I believe that the story of the Jesus is our story of a higher power, you know, um, because basically you couldn't tell an ancient Greek that a carpenter from uh, Nazareth 
as your savior. You couldn't do that. But there's a higher power because scientifically, with um, my uh, extensive knowledge of cosmetology, um, is that there's it, there's billions of galaxies, billions of stars in the galaxies, trillions of, of possibilities of life, and all. It's too perfect. And one little um, one little atom or neuron or electron off, and nothing else would work. So that's what I believe. So. My idea, heaven, is I've said this before, is um, if it's uh, the Bible says uh, rigged up in seven days, right? They put in seven days from Monday to Friday. I go and explore everything. I go, you know what? I want to go see the dinosaurs on Tuesday and on Wednesday. I want to go be a Roman soldier in some kind of a war on Thursday. I might want to be in a concentration camp or next to Hitler in his war room. All right. And Saturday, Saturday, I spend with my family, and Sunday, I play baseball with Babe Ruth and all the dead baseball players, right? So that being said, that's my idea of it. My other that's idea— That's heaven, huh? My He's other idea— He's got more of these ideas. <laughs> okay. The huh. other idea is that if, if there are wandering spirits, which I've never seen one, but I've, I've, but I've had certain things that have happened in my life where I kind of believe that there's someone there watching out, you know, whether it's rel- dead relatives or, you know, my uncle or my grandfather, or my grandmother, something. There's been certain things and most people have some kind of things that have, have happened to them. So I think it'd be a wandering spirits. Um, and that's OK. If that is the case, why the shit not would I be in every fucking high school volleyball fucking <laughs> washroom? From here to fucking Bangladesh, I don't even give a shit. I would be in every every. Uh, there would there would be a button that would say shower time. I'm out. Even if I'm sitting there watching the signing of the Declaration of Independence, I get a little buzzer that goes. God says there's a the shower time. Shoo! I'm gone, and I'm just gonna sit there and watch. Because if if a ghost can watch me masturbate, I can masturbate as a ghost watching the volleyball team. Yeah. Does it make yeah. sense? Nothing. Sure, Kenny. The only <laughs> the only caveat here is all that stuff about watching dinosaurs or the Constitution being signed and all that. I don't think you will be doing any of that. You will always be in the volleyball. The button's going to keep going. <laughs> yes. You you that there is your eternal existence in a volleyball team shower room. <laughs> every shower, every shower of a woman, you know. Anything. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, I, w- I want a beeper. I want a, like an alarm going, hey, and you got to go ev- even, even in your afterlife, you're a fucking creep. You realize that, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, someone made me. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting because uh, like uh, in the shower room, it gets all steamy and stuff. So when you're invisible, they're going to see you. You know, so you would think that if there's ghosts hanging out in there and of course, <laughs> why wouldn't there be uh, more people would see them, you know? It was yeah. funny too. Like on Monday, we were talking about it, and I said uh, the reason why that um, everyone doesn't have complete pairs of socks is because whatever <laughs> ghost true. is in there is masturbating. He's using the sock <laughs> to jerk off the sock. Yeah, <laughs> that's God, why. What do they do with your keys? You don't lose them in the laundry. The the washing machine or the dryer doesn't absorb socks. You know, you take two off, you put two in a <laughs> yeah. basket. And then you go and wash them, and then you're missing them. It's because yeah. someone's jerking off watching you jerk off. You know, whatever you're putting up your ass or, or you know, spreading oh, butter God. on your cheeks, um, it, it gets it turns somebody on. 
And maybe that's their beeper. <laughs> where it's like, all right, this guy's fucking a hole in a wall. I want to go see it. And bloop, bloop, bloop. Some spirit is going, I got to see that. He's buttering his God. asshole. And Man, I should have had you guys on for Halloween. <laughs> 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 well, uh, won't be getting any sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the ghost stories, and uh, I, yeah, it really is. It really is crazy. It really is. But I mean, there's all these different theories, and uh, for all, you know, one of them. Uh, somebody came up with, I forget where I heard it, but uh, the idea was that they're not really spirits or anything, but it's like some kind of bizarre uh, like recording on the electromagnetic field uh, of the past. Because a lot of people would claim they're seeing people from like, you know, Civil War days and stuff like that. And uh, But the problem with that is, is I thought, well, uh, if that were true, it seemed like it would be more uh, prevalent. And, and not only that, is chances are if you lived in the same place for a long amount of time, you, you sooner or later you would see recordings of yourself walking around in your own house, you know, from your younger days. Yeah, but so, when I, you know, I opened up my Christmas present and got my G.I. Joe from when I was six, and I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, 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 they say there's aberrations that are actually, um, there's repetitive aberrations. Where it's like right. it's it's almost like um help me only help me Obi Wan Kenobi you're my only hope you know where you see like a Civil yeah. War general you know walk to the mantelpiece and take something off and that's it repetitive aberrations yeah. but then there's also aberrations that like um um I believe when uh, in in my parents' house my mother's house um, when we moved out my sister moved in and we started doing construction. And it was a um, the house across the street was a no known haunted place, known haunted. And we've had a couple of experiences there as little children. But the house next door that it was added on eventually, and we moved in was a um, summer home, a uh, guest home for the house. The house across the street was from the seventeen somethings. They had slave quarters uh, on the outside of the house on a different little barn kind of a thing. And yeah. once we dug up, we started digging the foundation out to redo the house and the structural stuff. My niece, who, who was probably about four or five at the time, um, was laying in the bed. And um, her father, my brother-in-law, came up to her and she and she, she's like, what's the matter? He goes, why is that old man there? Why is that old man there? And my brother looks back behind my brother-in-law, looks, looks, looks behind him, sees nothing in the hallway with the door open, you know. So then oh, he then he screams, "Leave her the fuck alone!" <laughs> and then it never showed up again. But it's, it's now now seeing that is is that is that the whimsical thing of a five or six year old child, or was it something that we dug up and sort of like you know kind of generated like hey you know yeah woke it up. Yeah. How many? How many thousands of people? Well, been, I mean, know. there again, if it's just some sort of natural occurrence, uh, one, how come the older guy couldn't see it? The child can only see it, and also uh, yelling at it makes it go away. I mean, because like he was went, a nice guy. He was like, "Oops, shit, sorry, Didn't want to cause. I'm sorry. Didn't want to cause any trouble. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he takes <laughs> off. You know." But it's so you don't it's need to call a priest or anything. From, just yell at it. You know, it's yeah. it's it's odd coming from innocence like that. You know, because they 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 don't know what yeah. ghosts are and stuff. You know, yeah, right. That's another theory. Like, yeah, kids can see them and animals can see them, but uh, us uh, knowledgeable adults can't. 
And then the other one is like when you're about to die, you start seeing your your passed away answer, uh, you know, uh, parents and what have you. Yeah, they start coming to like uh, you're on a bus, pal. (laughs) (laughs) Get ready. Oh, it's it's coming, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yep. All right. There's my uncle Artie. Okay. Well, I'm uh, I don't have much time left. I I tell you honestly, too, it was a couple of years ago, probably about four or five years ago. I was at uh, a work thing down Atlantic City, and we were staying at the showboat. And um, I won like a thousand dollars that wow. night, and I was having a great night. And by two o'clock in the morning, which was early for me, but we started in early afternoon, I was in the showboat, and the 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 hotel room itself. I've always felt like a I, I could always feel vibes in rooms, you know. And when you walk into a house, you just sort of get a vibe. And I was in a hotel room. And the showboat is no longer there because it was you know people were murdered in it, and it's dead. You know, it was just hookers everywhere, um, and. <laughs> In, in the middle of the night, I went to bed about 3 o'clock in the morning, and I was happy as a fucking uh, goose and shit, if that makes any sense. I don't know why I said that. Uh, goose yeah, maybe, and shit or a shit, yeah, uh, whatever I, it is. Yeah. Um, and I felt like somebody pulling on the bottom of my sheets. I had the TV off, pitch black, and someone was pulling at the covers, and it kept waking me up. Finally, to wow. the point where I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out of this room. And I went to bed at 3 o'clock. I hammered drunk. 3 o'clock went to bed. By 7 o'clock, I was showered with my hair done down in the bar waiting for my friends to wake up so we can go home. But I felt like somebody was tugging on the sheets. And I'm like, what the fuck? Finally, I got coherent enough and lucid enough where I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out of this place. It's haunted. But I took them for $1,000. So, Yeah. So hey, I, you probably missed you missed your chance to have sex with Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I would love to have sex with a ghost. Oh, well, not crazy. not Wilt Chamberlain, right? I mean, no. I mean, I mean, I mean. To be <laughs> I was honest, thinking, you, you know, Marilyn Monroe. Up. Somebody you like can't that. pass up. No, but Doug, you, you, honestly, you can't just for the experience. You can't pass up having sex with any ghost, whoever it is. You well, got to do I'll, it. I'll pass on that one. Yeah, I could yeah. pass on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know what? I'll lie. Wait, wait, I'll say wait, that. Wait. I'll say right. that I fucked him, but I, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. All right. If if Andrew Jackson comes into my room at three o'clock in the morning tonight and goes, "I want to fuck," I'm going to go. Well, Andrew Jackson, yeah, let's give it a whirl. Well, maybe fuck Abraham goes. Lincoln, but Lincoln's probably the most realistic one that you have sex. Oh, with. oh, Abe yeah, Lincoln. Yeah, Lincoln might have might ask you. Oh, that homo would be here in a second. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, our first gay president was indeed Abraham, Abraham Lincoln. What? He was a flaming homo. Yeah. Yeah. You read those letters and it's like, well, you put it in the context of the time. No, nope. no. Nope. I'm sorry. That's that's he's really in love with that. Yeah. Guy. When he when when his wife was in in the uh, in a Huskow, uh he was sleeping in the bed for three years with, with one dude. Yeah, servant. Yeah, yeah. servant dude or assistant. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and during the war, he had one of the soldiers that was like his bodyguard slept with him. So, I'm. You'd say, well, you know, for warmth and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? You know what, Doug? My my mother's like a Republican <laughs> fucking thing, and she she uh, we we did a we bunch played a bunch of jokes on her where we would prank call her and just go Abe Lincoln's a homo and hang up on her <laughs> for over and over again for a while. Remember that joke? <laughs> Yeah, I remember you telling me about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Because she was like, no, he's not. 
He's. I'm like, yes, mom. Ain't blanking. I'm like, Reed. Yeah, he's not. I'm like, yes, he is. And then me and a, a bunch of people would just call her up and just prank call her going, Abe Lincoln's a homo, and hang up. <laughs> we can do it now. You want to do it now? You're going to call your mom? I can do it now. I can do it right now. Yeah, that's a devoted son. Yeah. yeah. You know how many guys, you know how many guys must have seen the top of that fucking hat of his in their lap area when he was young? All right, can, yeah. can you guys hear this? Can you guys hear, can you guys hear the phone? Yeah, I can hear it. All right, just listen to what she says. Hey, Ma. Hey, what? Abe Lincoln's a homo. Who? Abe Lincoln is a homo. I thought so. Who? Abraham Lincoln is a homo. What? Why? <laughs> Why? You're on the radio. Abraham Lincoln's a homo. Oh, well, that's the immortal question. Yes, he is. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln's a homo. Well, he's not anything right now. He's dead. Right, right, right. But, um, he better not have been. Abraham Lincoln's a homo. Oh, yeah. And what makes you say that? He slept with like well, 17 it, dudes. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, call, I'll call you in a minute, Mama. Okay. okay. <laughs> he's not. Sorry, yes, he is. He's not. He's total homo. He has, he has children and descendants. He's that doesn't matter. Well, yeah, he well, did. He's but, but uh, not a homo, so. Abe Lincoln's a homo. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I'll, uh, I'll talk well, to you. Well, there you go. That's probably for you. Okay. <laughs> bye. All right, bye. Love you. Bye. This is what, well, I, this yeah. is what I have to deal with. What's the yeah. matter with that? <laughs> so this is, uh, here we are in the holiday season, and uh, this is the woman who brought you to this world. <laughs> uh, she's more psychotic than I am. Don't worry about it. Well, okay. She's a, uh, so it's all it's all mommy's fault. Yeah. Uh, Always is. <laughs> Yeah, but I I, I, yeah. I just I hope that uh, on the uh, on the by and by or whatever they call it that uh, I have some you know I hope it's just not lights out you know yeah I, I really do hope it's just I don't think it is you know that what I believe but I hope it's just not lights out because there's too much shit to even you know <laughs> to learn and and fucking see and watch and well that's the thing yeah. you know what what the hell was it all about what's the ultimate you know question or knowledge or answer or what have you all that crap my mother's calling uh, me back oh <laughs> well, let's let's see what this is hold on real quick so Obama was yeah, a homo. Abraham Lincoln's a vampire He's not a vampire. He's a homo. He sucks he's a everything. Vampire, not a homo. He's a homo vampire. He sucks everything. Well, he's maybe he still is vampire. alive. Then. He's a homo. He's a homo killer. He's a vampire killer. Suck your never mind. That's my. That's my step <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I oh. got it. All right. All right. Did, did I'll talk Jimmy? to. Did you hear Jimmy? All right. Well, yeah, you know I, what? He wants to suck your oh, Never mind. <laughs> All right, Ma. Wow. I got you. I'll call that's you in a little bit. Bye. All right. Well, you know, we know what, Kenny, that does explain a lot. So uh, this has been very informative. It sure has. Yeah, it sure has. <laughs> no, it is my mother. Um, but it really is, like Doug, you were saying, you know, it's, it's uh, I hope there's a, there, there's a buy and buy, you know, that, that there's something else out there I can float right, around and right. watch. You know, I want to. Sometimes, sometimes when they, you know, you talk about, uh, well, you're going to go to heaven, and if you're bad, you're going to go to hell, or, uh, you know, be tortured forever. But I, I, sometimes I think like the ultimate penalty would be they, they give you a brief peek at what you could have known or been a part of, and then now you're just going back to oblivion, and uh, that's it. Whereas the uh, 
the saintly people. Ah, you get the you know the big answer and all that. Well, you know, Doug, I, I honestly, I honestly kind of think that it you might create your own. You know, yeah, if you're yeah. a sullen asshole throughout your entire life, just a bitter <laughs> piece of shit, you know, um, that has no aspirations of anything beyond, and you're just a miserable asshole, you, you know, you kind of make you kind, yeah. You, <laughs> You kind of might nobody make, in particular. Yeah, nobody. You know, but you kind of might make your own. You make your own beyond. You know, because remember, right, right. Uh, you know, if 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 the religion part of it is real, then you're automatically forgiven. You know, you can just repent and forgive, and and you can say, hey, let me start over, please. Oh, holy shit! Look at this place. Can I please get in? The do- you know, Saint Peter. Can I get in the door? You know, can I can I walk through there, please? And you kind of like go, hey, I'll give everything for I, I just want to go up there. But sometimes I think you might create your own. So if you have I have visions of seeing, you know, galaxies being born and st- supernovas and asteroids and fucking dinosaurs. And I want to see I want to see everything in a movie. I want to see the you know the, the entire life. I want to see the span of how something came out of the mud and how you know I want to see the first Cro-Magnons and shit. You know, uh, so I think you might create your own afterwards because I think our perception uh, as with a human brain is nothing compared to what we'll learn when we go on because um, it's law of conservation of energy and law of conservation of mass is that it can't be created or destroyed. So it's there. Right. Each, every person is a, is a battery. Every person could light a city street for a year just on their heartbeat, you know. And wow. you and you can't you can't dissipate that. It's grown. Puerto Rican could use a couple of hearts. <laughs> <laughs> There's not enough hearts in Puerto Rico. Yeah, right now. to get some electricity going on down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to hook you up, man. I need the lights on. Yeah, you got these jumper cables, man. <laughs> it's all Puerto Rican American don't like to wake up. They just like to go to work. That's <laughs> a great cheat. But song. as far as uh, witnessing the beginning of life and uh, uh, dinosaurs and galaxies being born, just uh, just turn on Discovery Channel, Kenny. It's just right back there. Yeah, exactly. It's not. <laughs> real. I, it's I, not no, I, there. I know what you mean. I mean, there's so much more. Yeah. out there that we couldn't even possibly imagine. And, Which is always, it's like, uh, oh, you know, why does God do this or that? And it, and it, it says, well, are, do you seriously think you'll ever be able to conceive of a mind that far beyond your own and fully understand it when, you know, we're just, if there you was know, some we're just clever of, animals. Yeah, you know? Yes, some sort of creation. And the biggest thing is, is um, I have a great book by this guy, uh, his name is Schroeder. Uh, it's called the Science of God, and it basically goes, you know, goes through. The, he's a, a a physicist and a um, um, uh, a religious preacher, and he basically says the biggest thing is free. And will. also, he plays the piano on Peanut. I love his <laughs> yes, piano yeah. playing. Schroeder, yes, he does. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he does. He's also great in silver spoons. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and he used I to play. Quarter, in love he used to play it. quarterback for the Redskins. Yes, Jay, exactly. <laughs> it's actually Schrader, fuckhead. Schrader, yeah, 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 it's Jay Uh-oh. Schrader. Uh but it's free will. And if you if you look if you look at the first couple of sentences in the Bible, it says God created the earth and he saw that it was good. Which means he saw that it was good, which means the first one that he did was Mars. And he saw that it wasn't good. So we had to be closer to the sun for things. So oh, yeah. the the um 
the idea of flaws and perfection and flaws are in anything that has ever been created. So free will is basically going, here's a little experiment. You guys do what you do, and you can do what you do. I might have a little hand in it, but I'm not going to have much. You guys are going to work with it by yourselves. And that's right, the greatest right. gift of all is free will. Got what I'm saying? Yeah, you know? Yeah, will. it's it's obviously that the idea is like it comes again to, uh, hey, why doesn't God, you know, interfere here or whatever? Well, if he did, then we wouldn't be autonomous entities, you know, for him to relate to. And then we would just be like, you know, you can you can program your phone to do anything, you know, to, to say it loves you, but it doesn't. Right. He <laughs> would be the big he yeah. would be the big parent. Instead, the creator lets you go and do your own thing. And gives you right. the, the, the um, unfortunately, you know, a lot of people are, um, you know, whether kids are mistreated or beaten or wives are, or, um, you know, um, uh, buried down or, um, you know, someone has a, yeah. a, you know, just, they just got the wrong cards in life. Or um, it's someone who picked up your tips and went out and killed somebody. Uh, <laughs> <people> <laughs> why, how could God <laughs> let Kenny talk like Would this? Would you oh, shut yeah. up, Gary? Or a yeah. poor, poor podcaster who fucking listened to this episode and had to be tortured. <laughs> With all this vast cosmic knowledge. Yeah, but it, but it is it's free will. I, I just wish uh, when I die, I could be a ghost and fuck something. Yeah. Just think about it. You yeah. know, everyone says, oh, there's no food or sleep and, and there's no food, sleep or sex in heaven. And I go, what the fuck? Then what is, what is heaven there for? <laughs> All I want to do is uh, eat, sleep, and fuck. That would well, be- you'll be transformed, and you'll like new things. Or, or, or you, uh, who is it? The uh, the Hindus reincarnation. You'll come back as a buck and end up fucking a park bench. Yes, yeah, exactly. very possible. Eating very a cheesecake. <laughs> That's all heaven is: cheesecake, blowjobs, and naps. That's pretty much That's it. A good point. Yeah. That was a yeah. good idea. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, put put a top five on your list of what you love to do. Besides for everything, besides for like <laughs> taking hikes or walking a dog, your main yeah, because that's in top my fives. top fucking five. Yeah, <laughs> taking hikes and walking dogs. Right, <laughs> right. I'm, if what you, I'm if I had a bottom five, that would be in my bottom five. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on the bottom of five. <laughs> Ah, yes, yeah. yes. But then, JoJo, think <laughs> no about doubt. it. Take your top five. What is the most things that you love? It's sleeping, fucking, yeah. and having a good food. Yeah. That's top yeah, three that's right there, right? Right. And then after that, yeah. scales off to, like, you know, love your family and that kind of shit. But right there, top three is, uh, is fucking sleeping, eating, and fucking. Fucking, <laughs> fucking, eating, sleeping. Yeah, fucking, eating, sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Mix it up however you like. As long as they're all three of them are in there, who gives right, a shit? Right. I don't care right. if I eat cheesecake before I get blown. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> still complaining uh, about the cheesecake afterwards. You're probably yeah. gay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if, if you fuck a cheesecake in your bed before you go to sleep, you got you're in the hall of fame. Yeah, you're fucking hitting all three at once. Finally, something that disturbs Kenny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. 
like the sound of my voice? Yes, you know you do, and you want to hear it in the best way possible. So why not get yourself some headphones and accessories from Tweaked Audio? Key features include eight colors and styles, mic'd and non-mic'd versions, designed to sound great for music and talk. Noise-reducing design with a lifetime warranty. So head over to TweakedAudio.com and use discount code MrNelson at checkout for 33% off and free worldwide shipping. That's MrNelson, M-R-N-A-I-L-S-I-N. It's not case-sensitive, but it is all one word. That's TweakedAudio.com. What can cause hemorrhoids? Strenuous activity. Pregnancy, constipation, change in diet. Oh, well, are pain and itching symptoms? Mm, sometimes. If you suffer occasional pain and itching of hemorrhoidal tissues, use Preparation H to relieve discomfort for hours in many cases. And Preparation H actually helps shrink swelling of hemorrhoidal tissues caused by inflammation. Hmm. You know, I'll try it. Use only as directed. Preparation H comes in ointment or suppositories. Relieves pain and itch. Helps shrink swelling of hemorrhoidal tissue. Say, friends, want to watch a movie with your old pal, Mr. Nelson? Well, you can. Or, well, you can have the experience. All you got to do is head over to Selfie.com slash Nelson and download one of the films that I've given my poor man's Mystery Science Theater treatment to. Such films like Moon of the Wolf. It stars David Jansen of the Fugitive fame, who plays a Louisiana sheriff that, while investigating the grisly murder of a young woman ostensibly by a pack of wild dogs, romances the aging town slut. Later on, a werewolf is overwhelmed by the sheriff's rancid flatulence. Also a part of this baggage deal, Flash Gordon attempts to rescue Dr. Zarkov, but the doctor would rather stay his Ming's prisoner while wearing a dress. Warning! Due to an extreme lack of talent, bathroom humor is deployed throughout the film. So head over to selfie.com slash Nelson and download this little treasure for only a buck seventy-five. Be there now. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Ah, well, uh, so you guys have been doing a show since uh, when you were doing one with uh, the late, great Otto Peterson of uh, Otto and George. So that that was uh, the show you started out with? No, actually, um, what happened was uh, we started doing it because I went to because uh, Otto went to go see a friend of his who was doing an Internet radio show back in like 2004. Craig Safola. And, movies, um, movies on wax was movies it? Movies on, on plastic. Wax. It was just movies like a movie uh, review uh, oh, okay. internet show. <laughs> the the, the yeah. term podcast hadn't even been invented yet. Right, right. And then so we we went on RocklandWorldRadio.com way up in um, uh, you know like uh, near the Tappan Zee Bridge in New York State, and we started doing this show. And then uh, and then we just kept on doing it. And then we were on this uh, cringe humor radio, and then we ended up on more like radio. But we always uh, to kind of uh, thank Otto because if it, I don't think if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have been doing this. I, I wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't have been involved unless um, Joe went up and did that. You know, um, uh, Craig Safola. You know, uh, movies on on plastic. Uh, and Joe sat there and they had a studio and put the headphones on and stuff. And I wasn't there. And um, Joe liked it. 
and Otto was there. And at this, this time, me and Otto and Joe would always, we would be touring around. We'd be doing a bunch of shows together. And um, our friend, uh, 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 another friend, um, uh, uh, got together and they were going to do a show. It was called the um, Bag of Nuts Show. It was Joe Conti <laughs> and it was um, my friend Kyle. Oh, uh, Kyle. Yeah, yeah, Kyle. And, and a couple other guys um, would kind of help out producing it. Right. Stuff. And we were doing the show on top of a restaurant, the Hudson, Hudson, Hudson House Place. Restaurant. Yeah. Hudson House. Yeah. In in <laughs> downtown Nyack Village. And uh, I've, I've been, I, I was, wanted to do radio since I've been like 10. And uh, yeah. so then I saw this opportunity because the guy who was running the studio was like, hey, I do uh, different shows all the time if you want to come up and do a show. So I put together this thing and we were going to do a show and we started doing it. And my the, the other main guy who was the kid that got me into stand up. Um, he, yeah, he was a heroin addict and he was not very reliable. <laughs> and, uh, so Kenny was kind of filling in for Kyle when Kyle was like, you know, Doing all, going off doing his dozing uh, off and you know <laughs> while we're doing the show and yeah. we're in the, you know in the upper you know a, one round table on on the top of a restaurant that was rented out and uh, and it turned out a couple of weeks later um, Kyle had gotten into a bad car accident because he was trying to get dope from and he crashed his father's car and then he bailed <laughs> he was gone he went down to Florida to uh, to get into rehab and uh, we first started it was the Joe Conti show. Uh, originally for only a few episodes, and then we decided that it would be the Conti. <laughs> that name's not going to attract anything. Yeah, then it would be the Conti and Kenny. And it turns out Kyle now is a drug therapist down in Florida. He's a rehab specialist. <laughs> wow. He yeah. completely, it yes. takes a thief. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Completely turned every I – mean, I mean, this guy, you know wow. – we did some cocaine together and stuff, but this guy was like off the off the rails at at certain points. Wow. And, yeah. and one of the coolest dudes you would ever know, one of the coolest dudes. He wouldn't wouldn't harm a wouldn't harm a fly. Nothing. He uh, could. He, just, he could fucking fuck people up. Oh no no no. He's yeah. one of those. Yeah, but but if you were with him, oh, it wouldn't matter. It was it was a he was a a, a great friend, and then. Uh, he completely t- changed it around, and now he's a big time. Um, he's married with kids, and uh, yeah, he's got a, drug a house counselor. down in Florida. Yeah, wow, yeah, drug counselor. Yeah, yeah. Man, um, that's well, that's pretty amazing in and of itself. Because, uh, and we all know addicts and whatnot, and most of the time it does not end well. No, it does not. Especially no, heroin. No, no. Yeah, heroin. Man, and, and that's with a, me. That's with a me, tough just one. wait. <laughs> 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 I'm <laughs> I'm on the rails at this point. Yeah. So then Kenny, uh, I mean, Kenny now that- yeah, Kenny became like, you know, he was filling in for uh Kyle and then we were like, look, Kyle's not coming back. So if you want to continue to do this and then uh we were know, having a good yeah. time. We were having a great yeah. time. You know, we were getting yeah. along and and I had known Joe. I met Joe in a gay bar. <laughs> of yeah, course. Of course. We were doing st- we were doing stand up in a gay <laughs> bar. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, just, Doug, I can't. I can't. I'm not making this up. I can't man. make any. I know. I totally believe. You. Yeah, we were it's doing. Perfect. It was called the Rusty. It was called the Rusty Spigot. Of course, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we have the title of the show: <laughs> the Rusty <laughs> Spigot. Yeah, the Rusty Spigot. Yeah, S P I G O T. It was outside, and it was a, it was a, it was in Plainfield, New Jersey, one of the worst neighborhoods in New Jersey. 
um, uh, shootings and all kinds of stuff. And my friend Andy Hayward and Doug Carf had a had a um, they had an open mic there, and it was a transformed. It was a gay bar, and then it transformed into like a regular bar. But all the gay guys still came in there. So I was there at twenty five, like ripped up. I was on steroids at the time. <laughs> uh oh, and um. Oh, yeah. It would be these gay guys would fucking just, but it was it was stage time. It was free, and that's the first time I met Joe Conti was in a gay. Yeah, bar. they were all dressed up like the ghost from Pac Man, and they all took turns on Kenny. It was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how Kenny became a cosmetologist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's when I first met Joe, and then and later on after we started doing the show for a bunch of years, it kind of grew into a certain thing. We had. Uh, our producer James and 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 Bob and um and stuff and then after a while it got to a point where um the guys that were doing the show didn't really they weren't really vibing with me on liking how my life was living or you know how I was doing stuff and I wasn't doing anything bad they just for something they had it out for me and and Joe got tired of trying to put fires out and it wasn't what it, the show yeah. wasn't fun anymore and um, so Joe left the show, and that's when I started Juvenile Frequency with um, uh, comedian Mike Gaffney and James, and um, we did the wow. show for Joe left and did the Joe Conti show himself and had a great time. And then about a year after that, um, I started guesting back on Joe's show because on, on my other show. the other it, this show it was uh, my friend who I've been friends with for like thirty years, who's not a comic, not an entertainer, he's just a, just my friend. And then this other friend of mine who I went to high school with who is like kind of into, you know, he is like uh, he's done interviews and he's actually done radio. But then he started um, having um, episodes of mental illness and he ended up in a mental fucking hospital. So, uh, yeah. So. Uh, so once I again, start. I really know how to fucking pick people to do fucking yeah. radio. <laughs> it's, it's something about Joe. Yeah, yeah. So then and he I, ended up being okay, but in, Kenny was filling in again. Kenny's filling yeah, in. I come in. I come in to save the day. And then after after a, 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 only a short time, only a short time of me filling in, we realized that our, our our favorite place is just me and Joe in a room with no one else. And I basically. I, there wasn't anything to be fired, but I basically said to the guys at Juvenile Frequency, um, after a year of doing the show with them, I said, I'm leaving and I'm going to do the show with Joe. I'm going to take the Monday night time spot, um, but I don't want to do this anymore because it was um, it was um, Mike Gaffney's has been in recovery for 27 years or something. And he does the N.A. and all that kind of stuff. But most of my yes. stories have to do with drugs or alcohol. Not anymore. You know, <laughs> I, I don't do drugs anymore. I might eat a cookie right. once in a while, you know, and I drink some same bit, thing, you know, but uh, but it, it just became and James doesn't drink. And, you know, uh, it just became a beat down on me. And finally, where I was like, I just want to hang out with my pal. And yeah. uh, and we we cut ties with everybody else, and then we we got back to doing the Conti and Kenny show, and that's where we are now. And now you know the rest of the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're fascinated <laughs> on what they just fucking heard. But I would be you asshole, <laughs> Jojo. <laughs> it's not about you; it's about us. I mean, I just whatever. But nope i uh, I am t- I'm turning over a new leaf. I figure 2017 is the year of um, the uh, humble brag. 
extra brag <laughs> and uh, minus the humble. And uh, so I just want to try to be more uh, aggressive and more, uh, you know, uh, less less humble and more, uh, you know, confident in myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for, for the year 2017, now that it's almost over, right at the 11th hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, better late than never. Yeah, I'm going to start right now. Yeah. And I'll, that, in 2018, I'll go back to hating my own guts. Right, right. Back to reality. Yeah. It's <laughs> just a Christmas spirit, you know? <laughs> I, yeah, but it is a it's a great show. I, I do enjoy listening to it, and I, I, I and, and to, in all honesty, I I'm surprised that the show hasn't gone further. You know, like it, you weren't picked up by some you know major outfit because it, it is that good. Uh, there, there there's very little uh, moments of uh, you don't know what to do because you, you both connect very well. It's a good partnership, and. Uh, yeah, more people should check it out. Uh, one one of my favorite things that we did was when we we did um we signed up for uh, we were doing um, overnights on Saturday nights in Boston, and it was on a um a WMEX it was fifteen ten yeah and we had to do our show um completely clean you know uh, yeah you know it's uncensored <laughs> on Mondays and it's live but we would go there on a you know Wednesday or Thursday or something and and do a, an hour long show. Um, with commercial breaks and stuff and try to do the same show without being with being completely terrestrial and it was one of the great there's some great shows of the yeah, w- we were w- doing it we did a two-hour show yeah two-hour show and we would record it live like we would record it like we were doing it live like we didn't just record and then stop and then right, do right. it no all editing. in post no, no it was yeah. just recording and then we would take breaks play the the um you know all the commercials come back from breaks and then when we we're finished stop and then just take it and then just send it to the radio station and i gotta say it was actually fun doing terrestrial because and not because but you just you were more concise on what you were saying because you right, had right. to be you couldn't just blurt out curse words and just say whatever you wanted you had to be more uh you know, more, I don't want to say professional, but yeah, you had to be a little bit more strict yeah. with what you were saying. And yeah. it ended up being a good time. And uh, we, 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 we liked, we liked it because we were like, we can do this. This, this yeah. is awesome. You know, we didn't, you I believe me, I didn't think we could, you know, yeah. I've never yeah. done yeah. clean radio. And, and probably after maybe the first week, after the first week, what we would do is, is we would mark down the times that someone said, and if we said shit or some or some kind of a word, we would just keep going, because then we could go back and just like quickly just. Um, I would just I would just either bleep it or just yeah, edit it out. But I gotta tell like, you, right, right. I gotta tell you, in like the two years that we were doing that show, I might have had to edit out maybe four times. Four or five times, times maybe. Yeah, three or four times, yeah. yeah. And the most of the time, it's because we had one of our idiot friends in the studio doing it. Exactly. Right. That's what usually... Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. when we, we were doing the same thing with uh, the Rob Saul show, that idiot show. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we had the same WMEX, and uh, we would get good at it. you know. And there's something about structure and timing that does make it a better show in some ways. There's pros and cons to that. And... But yeah, every time a guest or something would come on, even after we told them repeatedly, <laughs> it's just fuck this shit. Then, yeah, oh, exactly. god damn it! 
<laughs> and I was the editor, so I had to go back all night. Yeah, and you can't just sit there and go, pause, stop the show, hold on a no. second. No. You just got to fly through it and then fix it right. later on. But we got really good at it. That was a great time. That was a lot of fun. But yeah, so it's something, it's always been that case about, you know, uh, well, you know, uh, the pros and cons of having rules uh, when it comes to comedy. And yet you can look back at old comics and stuff, and they did very well, even though. You know, given the the freedom, they probably would have said more. But a lot of times, it's all the same subject matter. You know, it's just the matter of the language you use. Yeah, I mean, I, I think some like people like me and Kenny would be good with structure because we're such you know, we're, we're like loose cannons or whatever. I don't know what the if we had is. a team behind us, we'd be much much more along. Yeah, but I think with structure, with doing shows. I think we we would do better because we would be forced to do right. the, the the proper show or you know the clean and, show or whatever. And, and also, I think with I think Joe is the same way with me is that um, um, I write best and I come up with the stuff and I, I've stepped away from stand up for a, for a little bit. Um, but timeline deadline. If I right. have a deadline, I have to get it done. That's my most exactly. Important. If I yeah. don't have a deadline. There's no one pushing. So if I had the structure of someone going, get, you got to get that, you got to get that done by then. Then it goes. Then the you know the the engine goes as you know um, you know pedal to the metal kind of a thing. If not, it's kind of like oh, I just cruise around, you know. So yeah. I, I, I'm not sure if Joe feels the same way, but I think me with the deadline is um because I've been a minister for a couple of weddings in my family. And I sit there and I stress over, oh, what am I going to write? What am I going to write for the vows and all that kind of stuff? And when it comes down to, like, two days before the wedding, I just recently did my stepbrothers, boom, and it comes out and it's great. And everyone yeah, it's goes, like, do you, the serial killer, take this rapist? It really is, yeah. But people are like, can you do our wedding? Can you do our wedding? And I'm like, I'm going to start charging people shit because I make it funny. And I, I know oh, how yeah. to write, you know? But it's it's deadline. I have to have a deadline. If I don't have a deadline, then I just kind of coast. And uh, right, you get too scatterbrained, and you know, and uh, it, it it's it's sort of like you have to have someone that you're letting down if you don't do it. If it's just if it's just up to you, right? You, you're gonna get lazy and not. Do oh it. yeah, because I've been letting myself down my whole fucking life. So exactly, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but if you have somebody else where you can disappoint them, you'll work harder. Right. At least I'm speaking for myself. Right. Hence, I'm 41 thing. and never been married. Yeah. I, yeah. I've, I'm I've 47. And, uh, yeah, I'm 47. And until I hit the age of 40, I was basically with hookers and massage girls <laughs> most of my existence. <laughs> Listen, the best story is that I used to go to this massage parlor all the time. And they either got got raided or they closed up and moved. <laughs> and when my, they moved, my favorite, my favorite. they called me to tell me that they moved. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of my It's like the doctor's office I, telling you, no, yes. we're relocating. Oh, but, yeah. but they were like, listen, we're no, long, we're no longer in Mine Hill. We're at 24 Blackwell Street in Dover, Joe. So if you want to <laughs> pop on by, we got some <laughs> new merchandise. <laughs> 
that's one of my favorites of my favorite Joe Condi stories. The other one, the other one is one of my classic ones. And it was one time we were at primetime comedy club and I went on stage right in the middle of Joe's act. And, uh, it was, it was a fun time. It was one of the only few times that me and him were on stage together, uh, yucking it up. But there's a classic story where we're on the radio and, um, I was talking about, um, did you ever have anyone lick your butthole? And Joe was like, yeah. And I go, I go, I never have. I've never had that. And I'm like, didn't you feel weird uh, in the position? Because I was thinking that you'd be lying on your back and you'd be holding your arms underneath your knees, right? Yeah, like in that a baby kind of, getting his, you know, getting right, his diaper, baby baby getting 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 diaper <laughs> And I go, didn't that, didn't emask, you know, with that feeling, didn't it emasculate you being in that position? And he goes, no, I had a big car. It was in the back seat of his Eagle Talon. <laughs> yeah, I had a, a, a Dodge Intrepid. And Dodge this girl, Intrepid. <laughs> yeah, this girl I used to hook up with, and she used to just... Dog. <laughs> just yeah. matter-of-factly. He goes, no, I had a big car. Yeah, because I'd be sitting I in would... the seat. She would be like halfway between the seat and the floor, just burying her face into my backside. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez! For the best in ass eating, you're gonna want a dodge and drip it. <laughs> I, I I was just thinking the position, like you know, you know, maybe I'll just like bend over, like you know, I'll, I'll put my hands on a chair. And, and I girl, said no. I just I just sat there. I just this is what I said. I go no. I just sat there. I have a big car, and he was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> he was in the back of the car. <laughs> Uh, Everybody knows that. Or <laughs> top, top five Conti favorites. That girl was a gem. <laughs> Boy, sounds like it. Well, this girl, I'll tell you right now, this girl, she was a girl and she used to be uh, really heavy and she lost like a bunch of weight, but she was still uh, very self conscious about her, um, her, uh, like her thighs, her like legs, because yeah. she was like, she still was pretty heavy in her legs. So, we used to hang out. I used to go pick her up, get in my car. We would go and like make out in like the back seat of my car, right? I I would pull her tits out, right, and just play with her boobs, suck on her boobs, and she would get an orgasm just from her boobs. And then she wow. would be like, "Now it's your turn." And then she would just go to town like a fucking like a vulture, fucking going for fucking food, you know. And wow. it was just beautiful. All I had, to, it was just all. That's all I did. I would just this hang out with this... her. What? No, no, no. This isn't the same one where you had to take the car seat out. <laughs> no, no, that was another one where. Yeah. <laughs> Doug, <laughs> it never ends. <laughs> it's this awesome. Fraud. Yeah, we and then the one with the teeth on the on the dashboard. Yeah, one hooker whipped her teeth out right before she went. To blood. <laughs> Yeah, and I I wanted to tell her, are you cold? Because your teeth is chattering on my dashboard. Doug <laughs> <laughs> no, Conti is an enigma. He's awesome. No, no matter how much crazy Boy. you think I am, Joe is right there. <laughs> if With Joe's car could talk, neck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> neck and neck on on weirdoness. Yeah, without a doubt. Ah, <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, so you didn't marry any of those ladies. No. Um, no, he's got a peach now. She's awesome. Yeah. 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 He lucked but, uh, out on that one. Man. 
Yeah, but the the one that uh, used to you know blow me and and do that other thing, uh, it was a uh, that was that was a really fun time. <laughs> <laughs> that was a special one. Oh, thank God! There's not too many you know. There's not too many girls that will uh, do that. You know, no. you yeah, have to make sure you're. Back- Especially yeah. in the back of an intrepid and yeah. inside of Wegmans. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe's assmobile. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right, gentlemen. Uh, this is clocks us at an hour. We'll have to do this again. And uh, well, uh, Kenny, I don't know. I, I was talking to Joe about I wanted to do a show about Pink Floyd. And I uh, heard that sure. Joe, you know, is a, a Pink Floyd fanatic. I didn't know if you'd want to be in on that. I would love to. Yeah. We, we uh, I took Joe to see Roger Waters, man, uh, intimate. Oh wow! Remember, yeah, Joe, yeah, yeah uh, just a couple of months ago. Um, it was because of my Ooh. company that I work for. Um, That's right, right. Well, we said like a thousand people, Joe, right? And we were right there. It was their dress rehearsal for his new, um, his new tour. And it was in like this twenty thousand seat, like th- you know, like uh, stadium, Brandon like Arena, Continental Airlines, and there was like four thousand people there. It was just friends and family, and of, you like, basically could pick your seat you wanted to sit in. So it was awesome. Damn, yeah. wow! Awesome, I'd love to be involved in that. I would love to. I love talking music, yeah. man. That's my business. It's one of those special bands that uh, stands on its own in a lot of ways. I mean, they, every time they, they'll put them together with all the supergroups of the '70s and whatnot, I said, "Yeah, but those—they're not the same." You know, I mean, because they, 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 they all like there was the concept album which Pink Floyd dominated in, and I said, "Yeah, but Pink Floyd's in a, a world of its own." Well, it's like but, whenever, uh, like when you think of like '70s bands, right? Like whenever right, I listen right. like the '70s channel and like Zeppelin comes on, and I'm like. Yeah. For a second, I go, why are they play? Oh, yeah, that's right. Because you don't think of like a band no. like Zeppelin. You don't think of them as they're seventies. They're just in a like you said. They're they're separate on their own. It's like right. they're not it, a. It's 70s a sound band. to itself. Yeah, it's not yeah. a seventies band. They just happen to be around in the seventies. Yeah, because <laughs> there's a lot of different groups, and they were following the fads of the time and all that sort of thing. Yeah. I tell you, uh, uh, Coletta would be a great person to get on too. He's a huge, uh, huge, huge Floyd, Floyd fan. fan. Joe Coletta, yeah, 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 yeah. Coletta, yeah. Oh. He, he's he's the Floyd dude. All right, we got to work on that because, uh, yeah, I mean, I got into Floyd uh, because of a girl. <laughs> I didn't get her, but uh, I, I got a bunch of songs. At least you got something out of it, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, I got something. <laughs> At least, you know, then I became a full nut, you know, and I, you know, it took me a while because, of course, a new Dark Side of the Moon and all that. And then, of course, you go back even further with uh, the whole sad Sid Barrett story and that whole thing. It's just a uh, it's just a really cool thing to, uh, to to do a show about. So I think that would be really cool. So I'm in. I would to, love to be involved. Love to be involved. Yeah. yeah at least uh, she didn't get you. She didn't like, you know, try to get you into the outfield or something, you know. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> It's like, no, yeah, I tried I to get this girl, but uh, yeah, now I'm into the band The Outfield. Well, yeah. you failed, yeah. sir. Yeah. Dan Fogelberg. Uh, so, so you gave up on girls you, and completely. Have you heard this huh? new song? It's called Put Me in Coach. And uh, <laughs> don't, listen, don't, listen, don't listen to uh, the Floyd stuff. <laughs> but I have a really good friend now that's a girl. But now, you know, now I'm into The Outfield. It's awesome. <laughs> right. 
At least yeah, don't, don't worry about Dark Side of the Moon. I got uh, Summer of 69 by Brian Adams. <laughs> I think you're oh, gonna dig God. It. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of that explains why I was into older music at the time. Sure, man. We, we grew up the same Everything time. that right. was contemporary was pure shit. Yeah, I mean, you know, that 80s bullshit. You know, when I go back there oh. now, you know, like I still have a, a, a thing for, because uh, I have my Victrola. And um, I played Borderline by um, uh, Madonna. And there's some great 80s yeah. music. But most of the stuff was just fucking garbage. So you yeah. had to go somewhere else back then, you know? Right, you right. Because, find- yeah, the, the pop tunes of the time could only hold you for a little bit. And it was like um, they were all one-hit wonders I tell, for the yeah, most part. Yeah, I tell you honestly, I tell you honestly, it ended with Van Halen. Van Halen, um, uh, what it was, 1979 or 80, whatever the last album was, that was right. really like, not go ahead, jump Van Halen. I'm talking fucking. Uh, well, then um, that would be Diver Down in 82. Uh, okay. Right before um, 1984. And that was yeah. the end of it. Yeah. That was the end of it. And then once, you, was, got in, yeah. once you got into uh, uh, Bon Jovi, She's a Little Runaway. And then that, yeah. that was it, you know. Then you were, you know, Billy Joel didn't even sound the same. He was doing fucking right, all kinds of shit. Yeah. Elton R- Sonnet, River Elton of Dunn. Dreams, yeah. It was hard to see people like that, like Billy Joel, whatever, starts copying what the new crowd was doing, that kind of thing, you know. And it's like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. So. But it happens. Yeah, it changed, and it changed, and then you had uh, the underground stuff with, um, you know, the uh, early to mid '80s, going almost into the '90s, where you had the Metallicas and the Megadeths and that kind of stuff. If you were, if you were into the heavy rock stuff, um, right, but a right. lot of it was because you're talking about Sammy Hagar. You know, I can't drive 55, and it becomes Van Halen. You know, it was done. Yeah. All of that was done. You know. Yeah. So there really was a really, really was a sweet spot. And that seventies kind of movement, <laughs> yeah. And then it's just when things become too repetitive, and uh, they they do it for like a, like a process. And of course, most of those guys when you watch the little documentaries on them and stuff, it was they were just of course constantly fucking all the time. Uh, oh <laughs> yeah, I can't blame yeah, them. Yeah, but I t- I uh, they you, didn't I, really. You know, to be honest, besides for like um the the Motley Crues and the Poisons and stuff, you know, you know who probably was the most consistent, awesome. Um, still plays to this day, artist of that time, Phil Collins. Yeah. yeah. Phil Collins gets a lot you know of what shit. I mean? but, you know, he, think, he think, think about that, stuff. you know. Um, he had a work ethic, and, uh, you know, if Phil he just Col- would have married right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Phil Collins put out hit after hit, and yeah, he still did. plays today. You know, it's the, it, yeah. Phil Collins is really underrated, man. And I just started exploring him uh, a little bit more back with the machine and uh, not the machine. Yeah. The, um, just get yourself a Dodge Intrepid if you want to explore him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what Phil Collins should have done. He wouldn't be where he is now. Yeah. Phil Collins is one. The interesting thing about him was a guy who forced himself to be a singer because he explained this. He didn't really have the range. And actually, uh, he would always have to constantly be uh, dropping uh, uh, sore throat lozenges and stuff like that just to protect his voice. So it was interesting that he pushed himself in those uh, directions to achieve what he did. Yeah, yeah he'd, he'd see some of the, the you know, I, I would say top 15 hits of the 80s, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, he dominated uh, that decade. Yeah, he really did, really did. And it still plays today, you know. Yeah, you can listen yeah. to Phil Collins, uh, you know, best of. And you're like, damn, I know that tune. I know that tune. 
You know, there's a lot of guys that I've worked with in the music business where you're like, holy shit. I didn't believe that they had that many hits. Like the band Live. You know, the band Alternative yeah, yeah. Band Live. Throwing, when you, just Throwing yeah. Copper. Just the album Throwing Copper is just just yeah. smash after smash after smash. I, you don't that's realize my, That's like one of my favorite 90s bands, by the way. Yeah, that was that was that was one of my first alternative band, um, uh, even before Nirvana. It was just before, but that was one of the first alternative bands that I liked. And I got to I got to work with them, and I saw their whole, you know, their whole set. And I'm like, damn, man, it's an hour and forty five minutes, and they played every fucking hit I've I've heard. It really is strange yeah. how you're like, holy shit, really, you know. You're- that was a that was a strange thing because like uh was was like when the the metal stuff of the '80s became more of a pop. Sent uh, you thing and it, it got old very quickly, and so then it had the opportunity for these weird. They called it alternative rock at the time, but they just didn't know what else to call it because they weren't all the same. So you had the they categorized them as grunge and whatnot, but really Nirvana experimental, and, yeah. They yeah they're very experimental. That was the important part of it, and that you know because you, you can hear the work being done and the development within the, whatever they were attempting. But they threw all that together. You would have Nirvana, you would have R.E.M., <laughs> and uh, and Beck shows up and all that sure, stuff. And sure. they're not, none of them are alike at all. And it was a weird thing, being unable to categorize it for the, uh, the record and companies you have at Marcy, the time. Marcy's Playground, you know, and you have... Yes, uh, you know, yeah, Marcy's Playground. Hanging around downtown by myself and I have too much cap. Is that Marcy's Playground? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's oh, the one. Yeah, Kitty's house smells like sex and candy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's what... <laughs> And exactly. so, yeah, they had a tons of that. And then, it, yeah, and even that got, you know, there were people that were just literally copying it, you know, and and, and then, but that was it. Once that, that, mo- that little uh, fad or what have you died, that was pretty much it. You know, uh, the bottom fell out and it's just been kind of a pop thing ever since. Absolutely. Because most of the big stars right now, they're stars because they're really pretty. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and they're, that's they're it. mass. They're mass appeal. They're not underground. They're mass appeal. They they yeah. they don't they don't start a movement um, no. as like a grunge or even a death metal or you know or right. a, a, like a Metallica, Megadeth, uh, suicidal tendencies back then. Pantera, Anthrax, you know all those other things. They it was almost basically a movement. And um, now it's there more is... of a bowel movement, really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. The bowel movement continues now since 1996. Yeah. And I tell you, honestly, I tell you honestly, <laughs> one of one of my favorite people that I've ever worked with, um, uh, from the uh, Mighty Mighty Boston's, he's the band leader for Jimmy Kimmel, was uh, Ducky, um, Ducky Burnett. Dicky. Well, yeah. uh, Dicky or Ducky? No, it's Dicky. Dicky, yeah. No, it's Ducky. It's Dicky. Dicky Ducky. <laughs> Either way, Dickie Dougie, <laughs> one of the coolest dudes I ever fucking came across. Him and uh, Gavin DeGraw are two of the dudes that I would I, I would work with any second. Two of the, my favorite people of all time. And he was, you know, you know, he's a ska band. Ska, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, ska. But that, that was even around that movement, too. There was a ska movement. Right. There know? was all these weird movements yeah. that would just, you, yeah. you wouldn't think it would fit together, but it did. You know, and, and you would have all that, like when Lollapalooza was the thing, you would have these different groups there, you know. And, uh, but I don't know, it just it didn't last. <laughs> you know? And then, so now it's back to being in the little pockets it, it came from. Yeah. And now, now uh, actually, um, the first time in like 10 years that up here in New York area, um, they have an alternative station. 
for many years, right, Joe? Right for the only thing, the only time you could listen to ninety-two three is now an alternative rock station, yeah. and it plays wow. all that stuff. You know, Possum Kingdom and and uh, yeah, you know uh, the 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 Toadies and you know. Um, um, Doug, just so you know, if you're going to want to end this, you're going to have to end this. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just like yeah. you, know, you want to make this uh, part yeah. two, we'll go into it for, for the next hour and 40 minutes about the night. Let's save and- it. All right, let's save it for the Pink Floyd show. Son of a bitch. I'm just- well, yeah, Pink Floyd will be Pink Floyd. Uh, not the entire history of popular music. It was music really like like 20 minutes ago. He goes, well, that's an hour. I, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I just barreled it's the right long goodbye. Uh, you know how those rapists are, Doug, right? They just keep going. I, no matter know, I talk your ear off. Man. <laughs> Doug's been just raped me already. Doug's been kicking and screaming for 15 minutes now. You're right. He you're wears right. them I, down I, with I, the talk. I apologize. You're absolutely right. I just got excited about talking music. That's all right, Kenny. Because now all I have to do is end it, and my work is done. So (laughs) thanks for doing the show, gentlemen. We will do it again, and we'll set that up, that Pink Floyd show. That'd be uh, awesome. I'm in. I'd love to do it. That will be be fun. All right. uh, uh, And that ends... Finally, at long last, this episode of the I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's already 2018. I haven't done my fucking New Year's resolution, but we're already in the, It's January. You have to already. go back to being doom and gloom yeah, now. Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, All right. Thanks, thanks for, for having the show, us, guys. Douglas. We'll do it again. And they can check us out, right? On every every Monday night yes, up more like can, radio? More like radio. You can check out the Conti and Kenny show. Uh, f- follow them on Twitter at uh, what is it? C and K show, right? Yeah, C and K show. Yep. And of course, the, you still have the Conti and Kenny uh, website. Uh, yep, and then uh, is, you know the Facebook and uh, you know right. my website and all that crappy horseshit. Tinder, <laughs> such a great so there, there. back page and Tinder. I'm there. <laughs> All right, fellas. Live Thank every, you guys every, for having every, me, man. Thank, thanks a lot. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will talk to you guys soon, all right? All right, Kenny. Uh, uh, just, uh, stay out of prison. Happy <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay. And uh, thanks, Joe, for ca- uh, calling in. Thank you, Douglas. All right. Good night, gentlemen. Thank you. The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. Sybilis. Sybilis. One, two. One, two.